Hey, uh, Clay, cut all that out. Oh hell no! I, I want to maintain. I want to maintain that I'm very smart. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gave me editing privileges. <laughs> to another episode of racing to the middle podcast that who is is gotta be in in two in three movies a year so we can pay off that holy grail money like we were just looking for the actual holy grail and we just nearly bankrupted ourselves doing that i say clay we chose poorly (laughs) you know i'm always i'm always down for a good indiana jones reference (laughs) I mean, Who would spe- you want to see Nicolas Cage play in any Indiana Jones movie? Oh, but <laughs> and he's still his son. Get on, Gramps. Can I can I tell you something, Clay? I know you really don't like that movie. Uh, Do you even dislike the like the the first act? Oh, you know I, what? Okay, I really like. The, yeah. the like greaser fight in the diner and the motorcycle chase through the university. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the the intro. Oh, like the, I mean, I like the intro too. If I yeah, remember, yeah, I think it's I think it kind of loses me with the nuking the fridge. Oh well, that's before the greaser fight and everything. Yeah, I think that's where I think the the the. Oh wow! See, yeah. I I love all that stuff. Now nah, I think the cold open works really well and is a lot of fun. And I the one thing I will say is I do love the at least for most of the movie enjoy the relationship he has with like his old like oss buddy yeah but like once he's like betrayed and double crossed and triple crossed everybody 15 times i kind of lost interest right winston where he's like yeah and then jack nicholson's like yeah and you're in the departed too no okay Clay. uh <laughs> i don't know where that's going is it like, isn't ray weston also in uh the the the, the proposition yeah yeah he's like, oh, oh civilized, civilized <laughs> Clay, love, what if he voiced a- paddington what if he was like, <laughs> i gave him a very hard stare he's just obsessed with clay <laughs> clay just imagine Nicolas Cage swinging on vines with all those little monkeys. <laughs> How amazing. Okay, I was kidding. Let me see. Who should Nick Cage I, play? I, I, I like John Hurt in that movie, but imagine uh, Nick Cage is the crazy doctor with the skull. In, oh, that could be good. The Crystal Skull. Yeah. I, think I can he, only really see him in, in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I think. True, because I mean, like the age he was much younger in the earlier movies. Although young Nick Cage is like, uh, I don't remember Last Crusade very well, but I'm trying to think like young Nick Cage around Last Crusade, he could play like an interesting like henchman or something. Oh, you know who I think he could play in the uh, well, okay, 
It wouldn't, he would have to, you'd have to rework the character, but he could be, um, short he, round. No, he could be in Dr. the, Jones, um, you cheat. <laughs> in, in the, in Last Crusade, you'd have to rework the character because it, the politics of, the optics of it would be bad as is. Yeah. But uh, if, you rewrote, dad, yeah. if you rewrote, if you rewrote, if you rewrote the character Kasim, who's like the, the character is the part of the brotherhood of the cruciform sword that's like trying to prevent people from finding the final resting place of the, the Holy Grail. Is he the old guy I, in the cave? No, he's the like Turkish guy. Uh, I, I really, okay, yeah, I really do. You remember the boat chase? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you make, if you make like Nick Cage, like if you make that character like an Italian Catholic, like trying to prevent people from finding the, the Holy Grail, mm. I think Nick Cage could have played that part and it would have been fun. See, I'm still going short round. <laughs> Don't change the dialogue. Nothing. Just have thing. him in a little ball cap. <laughs> you cheat. Dr. Jones. Slaps, slaps Harrison oh. Ford out of, the, out, of the, out of the trance. Right. Oh, God. All right, All right. Hayden. Hayden. This is Racing to the Middle the podcast where we take a look at the filmography of an actor who apparently can't say no to, uh, to, a, uh, to a, a paycheck and just kind of vacillates between, you know, really high rated and well liked movies and just absolute garbage dreck. And we meet somewhere in the middle. And the scale is definitely tipped on this actor. Yeah, no, no, no. I the, think he has one. I think he has more of one of those kinds of movies. He does, because as we keep alluding to in our intros, the man's got to pay off a lot of debts. Yeah. He is a Coppola, which means he's very hey, bad with his money. Don't we all? <laughs> True, but like we can't just show up for for five days on a movie set and get paid a couple million dollars. What if the Coppolas were the Lannisters? <laughs> I'm basically just saying that they always just walk around going, a Coppola always pays his debt. <laughs> uh, that's kind of funny. That that joke, no, it's not. You don't have to lie. <laughs> You're right. I love that. The, like Coppola wine, if I'm not mistaken, Coppola wine only exists to pay off like film debts. Probably. I think, I think, I think that's actually true. I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, man. All right, so hey, what what have you been up to this week? I got nothing. You got nothing. I don't know. I, I haven't been up to anything. Just uh, existing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I got to tell you, Hayden. I've I've had a couple. I've had a couple thoughts. I've had a couple things. I've. I think I kind of want to yeah. do in the upcoming days. Okay. You know, I got some time off from work, and yeah. uh, you don't watch some Nick Cage movies, ain't you? Well, we got to do that. Um, we have to we do have that. To. That's we're we here. To. To, that's what we're here to do. So uh, here's the thing, Hayden. Mm-hmm. I've, there's two things I feel like I need to subject myself to. Uh-huh. And they're somewhat connected. What is that? Okay. First one is something that I actually kind of want to do out of like a morbid sense of curiosity. Hmm. Okay. Have you been following any of the like DC Arrowverse TV shows recently or ever? Look at me, Clay. 
<laughs> you tell me if you think you know the answer to that question. All right, I'm gonna take that as a firm yes. <laughs> Wait, do you want to take? Do you want to? Do you want to take that again and ask me and not even ask me? Because I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh really? Oh no, so you? What I don't know what, what? what's an Arrowverse. Oh, oh so you it? like the Arrow, the Green Arrow, like TV show and all of its spinoffs? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know of the show, but yeah. No, what what yeah. what's going on with it? Oh my God, they're bonkers now. Okay. I like, didn't know it was still on the air. Yeah, well, okay. So I don't know, like, if Arrow is still being made or anything. But, like, so first there was Arrow. Then there mm-hmm. was The Flash. Now there's also Legends of Tomorrow. And Legends of Tomorrow is a live-action show where apparently anything goes. Like, okay. just anything goes and is allowed. This is how I found out they've gone off the rails, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. There is an honest-to-God scene that aired on American televisions where I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Gorilla Grodd. I mean, if it's not Gorilla Grodd, they, they, oh, I don't know monkey, why they the did big, The big gorilla? Like the big intelligent gorilla guy. Yeah, I'd watch if it's it. Not, if it's not Gorilla Grodd, I don't understand why because Gorilla Grodd is a thing in the DC universe. So I don't know why you're not just using Gorilla Grodd. But Gorilla Grodd <laughs> tries to go back in time and kill college-age Barack Hussein Obama. Why? <laughs> Why? Would that alter anything? Would that alter anything of any significance? I mean, of the last... probably, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. Still I like... mean, technically, if you went back in time and killed a butterfly, it could alter uh, It everything. could. You never know. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of chaos. But that sounds ama- that sounds amazing. That's like I know, right? That's like <laughs> the opposite of eleven twenty two sixty three. I gotta go back and prevent JFK from getting assassinated. I gotta go back and assassinate. Yeah, that's it's it's crazy. And then like, um, then what is what is what is Gorilla Grodd's beef with Obama? I don't know. I've just seen. I just see like Gorilla Grodd was a big so Occupy like, Wall Street. All guy. there is. All there is is there's a scene of like this young black guy in like a college dorm room in like I guess like the eighties. Uh, I don't. Let me be clear. Old, what uh, year was Obama in the in college? That sounds about right, right? The eighties. Uh, the right age. That. I guess early eighties. Yeah. If anything, you know, late seventies or early eighties. Yeah. Just in a college dorm room. And then all of a sudden a door falls open and a giant talking gorilla walks in and is just like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to kill you, Obama. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds amazing. Right. What is this beef with Obama though? I want to know. I don't know. Well, if we're just talking about stuff that we're watching and looking forward to watching, I'm going through a lot of the Hammer horror movies, and so I'm I'm watching a lot of the. I watched all the Frankenstein's with Peter Cushing, and now I'm watching all the Draculas with Christopher Lee. But I mean, they don't get as crazy as Gorilla Grodd trying to assassinate a former president. Yeah, no, that's yeah, and, and then like, that's not like that's not even like the craziest thing. Um, there's a there's apparently like a fight scene that happens in like a futuristic museum with like fully alive like um, automatons like like and and like uh, that and then there's like for some reason this this future museum also has like a Cisco uh, exhibit 
And, like, during this fight scene where, like, Marie Antoinette is trying to kill the good guys and cavemen are trying to kill the good guys and, like, General Custer is trying to kill the good guys, there's just Cisco singing the thong song in it. This sounds like the greatest TV show ever made, Clay. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with that assessment. It looks I mean, like bananas. Mad Men is as good as this? Come on. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. It's another big show. I mean, they, we're talking what? I, I can't think of anything. Yeah. I can't think of anything. Yeah. That sounds uh, like the greatest show of all time. Yeah, it's And crazy. what is this on? Uh, CW, I think. Yeah, fuck. I mean, I don't have cable. Is it streaming yeah. anywhere? Uh, I think Netflix has all the like previously posted seasons. Oh, it may but not... I won't be able to watch so, the Obama so, one. Okay. So the stuff that I'm mentioning is not out yet. Right. Because I think this is like the latest season of stuff. Right. What's the but, show that's in the Arrowverse where where some guy's like pleading with Robin and Robin and he's like, Batman doesn't kill anybody. And Robin says, Fuck Batman. Oh, so that's Steps a different on thing. That guy's skull. That's a different thing. That's not a part of the Arrowverse. Well, I mean, that also sounds awesome. <laughs> that's the that's the DC's like streaming service Titans show. Oh, right. Which, right. Because they made us, they started making a Swamp Thing show and they were going to yeah. do like a, a a dark DC dark or something, or Justice League dark. And it's going to yeah. have like Swamp Thing and all the monsters and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I've actually heard from our friend Shoes Robinson. It's actually pretty good. Which what? Titans. Like it's not I mean, as bad. I knew I knew it was good whenever I saw Robin say "fuck Batman," stomp that dude's skull in. Mm, that wasn't. That's awesome. I, I wasn't super jazzed about that when I first that's saw. It, but I've heard Zach that the. Snyder. I've heard that the. Oh God! Speaking of Zack Snyder, that's the other thing I wanted to briefly touch on. Oh. Yeah, uh, we. I think we kind of had a brief conversation about this off air, and I'll, I'll try to keep this brief. But. Oh God! Is this where you want to do this? Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, man, we gotta we gotta make sure we have plenty of content. God. <laughs> I will admit, I think I'm finally gonna break down and go back and watch, uh, rewatch all of the Zack Snyder directed DC movies. And I would be elated, but I know you're just gonna watch them just to keep like complaining about them. Are my critiques of them wrong? No, but why are you going into something to watch it just to continue to critique it? I want to make sure that my critiques are valid. Oh my god! I care about this. I have so annoying. I want to have. I want to make sure I have our, uh, academic credibility. All right. Oh my god! Listen, man, this is who I am. All right, I care about having integrity as. All right. A, well, don't bring it to this show because you're not going to sway me. I mean, I I'm like not. Sex I'm not. I'm not trying to sway fine. you. I'm just wanting to express my opinion and make sure that my opinions are based in valid critiques of the movies. I'm just saying your opinion is not going to change. So I don't know what you're expecting (laughs) to get out of this experience. (laughs) Closure, maybe. Because I think there is like this small part of me that's like, what if I am wrong? Maybe I've been misjudging these movies this whole time. No, because I mean, the big difference is just what you're coming to them for. Yeah. I'm going to them strictly for visuals and occasional moments of like, this is pretentious, occasional moments of cinema, Clay. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not going to them for any sort of worldview that I agree with. Or, no, of course not. 
or yeah. No, or I mean, support, listen, but... listen, Hayden, in an earlier episode where we watched the new Nick Cage movie, Jiu Jitsu, um, we, we discovered that one of my favorite movies of you 2020. You expect me to remember when we recorded that, Clay? <laughs> what was that? You expect me to remember when we recorded we that? We recorded one? that so long ago. I mean, this is going to be episode seven, I believe. I, mm. I, I mean, I could be wrong on that, but it's, I, I want to say episode seven. And um, yeah, that was episode four. So this is like at least like, you know, Three yeah, weeks I don't ago even remember Jujutsu Clay. <laughs> you didn't remember, remember the movie the moment you finished watching it in the That's episode fair. we were talking about. That's fair. <laughs> you forgot more of that episode than the actual main character did. <laughs> oh yeah, didn't he have amnesia or something? He did, and we both. Well, see, the problem is, bad. I went swimming after I watched the movie. And I hit my head on a rock, and I just haven't been the same since. Uh, you had to relearn everything about yourself since then. I had, and no one would tell me. I, everybody would just say, you don't know who you are? <laughs> they never told me. They, no one helped me out. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. I got picked up by the... <laughs> And I got really, picked up by Army Intelligence. So they just yeah. kept answering. And I didn't answer them. I just <laughs> sat there in silence. And then your dad was, like, trying to help you, like, do your job but he wouldn't tell you that he was your dad until like someone else told you. And then Tony jaw came and saved me and we both fought a few guys. And it was kind of, yeah. I guess I do remember that. Movie, <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. um, I don't even remember the point I was making. Oh, All right, Zach right. So no, no, no. So the point I was making is, uh, I will admit I don't go into every movie that I watch wanting to have my worldview confirmed. As I have stated previously on this show, I really enjoyed the Bad Boys third movie and uh, thought it was a lot of fun, even though it is blatant prop- uh, propaganda for cops. And fuck the cops. You know, the, the policing in this country is broken and, and kind of sort of policing in general is broken in a modern context. Uh, but yeah. I like those movies and you know, I'm not trying to watch, I don't want uh, Zack Snyder's movies to, you know, to, to parrot back my political views. I'm not looking for that. I know that's not going to happen. I'm a fucking, you know, leftist, you know, borderline Marxist Leninist and fuck. Like, but have that's you ever read Ayn Rand? Clay? Oh God. I because value my Zack time. Snyder has, you want yeah. you to know about it. But okay, but so I'll admit, Hayden, and I'm not going to mention the person that that did this because this thing that, that started video? this whole conversation, the, the, the video essay, because like, I don't know the person. Tell me who I'm was not, off air. I, I will, because you'll not, you'll have no idea who they are either. I'm oh, not like okay. 90% sure. It's, it's a person who's very small. The only reason why I even found out about it is because a slightly larger YouTuber that I do really like and enjoy her work retweeted it and also retweeted a link to it and also apparently did like voiceover work for the video and i i just I, was sitting I want, there i want the i want the listeners all two of you to know that we have nine clay huh we have nine including ourselves nine. yeah oh god according to our I, analytics we I'm have so nine sorry listeners. for everything i've said i listened to one of our old episodes and half of it was just me crushing on people so uh <laughs> Just, I, I'm a, I'm a pig boy. Uh, just, forgive me, but I want all nine of our listeners to know that 
Clay is the kind of person who tells me he only has time to watch Nicolas Cage movies, but will sit and watch four hour long video essays about Batman v Superman. No, 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 no. It was only one video essay and it was an hour and a half long. Oh, speaking <laughs> of uh, four hour long video essays, okay. Clay, it brings me so much joy to say that I feel validated in having never liked movie Bob. You know what I do? Well, okay. Because um, I remember the uh, days when uh, when we used to watch like YouTube movie reviewers. Yeah. I never liked that guy. And now I feel better about it. I I hate to say that I was I was never like a major fan of movie Bob, but like I thought some of his like uh, what was his original like title like his series name um, uh, the big picture. I thought he had some good points. Turns out that guy's kind of a creep. It's it's really sad, and yeah, that that's that's kind of a bummer. Well, see, but, to me, it's not a bummer. No. But what what is what is awful about me saying that though i didn't like him because i thought he was annoying so i'm literally i'm just using this to validate my own feelings and never having liked him yeah that being said i still do have sympathy for anyone he creeped out yeah especially since like uh one of the main ones is a person who i like is like one of my favorite youtubers uh the uh and who's also and yeah lizzie ellis who was i was gonna say is also from like originated from that time where we really liked watching, you know, God. talking. Do you head, remember? Uh, <laughs> Do you remember oh. that guy with the glasses and all that shit? Oh God! I the amount I mean. of time I wasted looking at YouTube and listening to people talk about movies. Now, guys, listen to our Nick Cage podcast. <laughs> uh, that's the cold open right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hayden, can I ask you something? All right, Here, here's my here's my question to you. You're yeah. a person who is overall a fan of of Zack Snyder, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, how do you feel about Three Hundred? I don't like it. You didn't like it? Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, okay. At the time, of course, I liked it because I was a young yeah, I boy. I was an yeah. idiot, and yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. A fucking big meathead guys fighting monsters and yeah. literally didn't think anything yeah. more about it. And yeah. now I just, why would I want to watch it? It's so ugly looking. And uh, that is another thing that's and, very true about it. And that's actually kind of the thing I'm kind of realizing. I don't think I like Zack Snyder's visual style. I think his he movies does, are he kind does, of. Yeah. I mean, a few of them are just like uggo. Yeah. But I mean, dude, there is some. There are some moments in his movies that just like transcend comic book movies. Like as stupid as stupid as as a lot of Batman v Superman is, that one stupid montage of of Superman being sad and like saving people and Neil deGrasse Tyson like talking over it. There's something about that montage that I'm like, damn, I'm like watching a movie, like a big movie about Superman right now. And I don't know. It's it's such a small. It's almost like a positive nitpick, if that makes sense. But I mean, it does enough to elate a lot of a lot of the movie. For me. I'm just like Hayden. Which one of this is now being pretentious? <laughs> How is that pretentious, though? I'm you like, just I'm, said I'm, I'm you just at, said looking. the words elevates a comic book movie. No, no, I said it elates me to. It makes me happy. Oh. It makes me happy, even though 
uh, it, it kind of like oh, okay. brings me I, over all the shitty stuff. No, oh, okay. I mean, I, elevated I, comic book movies. We ain't talking about Joker here. <laughs> oh, I will fucking come through this goddamn. I Zoom will call. come all over this Zoom call. <laughs> Cut that out, Corey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the cold open. <laughs> That's not the cold open. We're not no, doing no, that. No, no, no. Uh, okay. Uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you another another one. I know you've seen Watchmen. Uh, how? What's your? Th- you you like that movie? Yeah, I like Watchmen a lot. Yeah, I've also. I think I also said. I think it's my favorite Zack Snyder movie. Even though probably, I have a lot of gripes with too. it, but I, as I said, I think that I think that says more about the comic book itself. That yeah, it's kind of hard to really fuck it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it hits all the main beats of the story. Um, yeah. There are, I, but see, I also feel like that. That's I. I know a lot of people like want to make the criticism like, oh, you know, people like Zack Snyder doesn't understand Watchmen. He doesn't get the satire, and he doesn't get that Rorschach is supposed to be like this. <laughs> yeah, like, he likes he likes Rorschach clearly. Yeah, I don't he, think he, you're wrong, or so, but it's been a while since I've seen it. But I do think the thing that I look to as the example that. Zack Snyder doesn't understand Watchmen mm-hmm. is because fucking Ozymandias's cat thing is still in the fucking movie. No, I, but see, this is where we disagree. I think that the cat thing is is left in there as a red herring. No, I don't think I, he. I don't think he really understood that that was supposed to be foreshadowing for the squid monster in the I original think he story. Did because even I picked up on that when I first read the graphic novel, and like I said, I was a teenage boy and a complete idiot. Like I, I didn't pick up on anything. But I was like, I was like, genetically engineered giant lynx. Hmm. And then whenever they were like, genetically engineered giant squid, I was like, oh. Well, that's I mean, was there. but like, yeah, but like, he, that's, has, he but, has to have picked up on it. I don't know. But, but uh, I still say it doesn't make sense that that's still in the movie. And it. No, I, it, and I agree with you. But I mean, if you're yeah. going to dislike all of Watchmen because of the cat, I didn't say that. I just, I just I presupposed I, it because it makes you sound ridiculous. <laughs> You're creating a straw man of my own, uh, yes. my own position in real time. You yes. motherfucker. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I don't, no, I, I, I just think that I just think that to me is the more valid criticism of, of, um, you know, uh, of Watchmen as like of saying that like Zack Snyder doesn't understand the story and doesn't understand the movie, the, the, sto- mm-hmm. the, the original graphic novel, because I think part of the thing about uh, like Rorschach is damn it. Jackie Earl Haley just does a phenomenal job in that movie. Yeah. He's and he's good. a really charismatic actor for those kind of roles where you're like, not supposed to like him, but damn it. The you still best do. performance of Fre- Freddy Krueger there ever was. <laughs> haven't, I haven't actually seen a single uh, nightmare on Elm street movie yet. Really? I know, right? You should watch Nightmare 2. <laughs> Maybe you, one of do these you know about, Do you know that, about that one? No, I don't know what's special about it's that in, one. It's interesting. Okay. Uh, you, would, you think I say that as a joke, but no, it's very interesting. No, I know, I know you. I know, better, I know better to think that you're joking. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so here's another one. Here's one that's real. I, I know which one you're going to ask next. Our Sucker friend Sue Robinson's favorite movie of all time. And by that, I mean... I think for like a full year, Shoes Robinson told me it was his least favorite movie he'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Looking back, I don't. I can't say I blame him. 
I mean, I will say this. I, I haven't seen it since it originally came out. Oh, God, me and neither. I, I mean, I have a curiosity to revisit it. I probably will, too. I think I still own it because I think it's, I bought it when it came out. It's going to be the hardest one to defend. Probably. Yeah, but okay. But, like, that's the thing. That movie is kind of gross. And oh, I, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't think that's intentional. I think that's just accidental because I said it. That no, movie, it's, it's literally a director on top of the world being like, I can make my own fetish video. Yeah. It feels, like a, it feels like a softcore porno without any is sex. Is that not freeing in a sort of way, Clay? Getting to see someone realize their dream on the <laughs> uh, You know what? We we let we let Quint we've let Quentin Tarantino get away with Quentin it. Quentin Tarantino for like 30 does, years. has done it for nine movies. Yeah. Wait, no, I don't think there's any foot fetish stuff in, in Reservoir Dogs. You're right. That was the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In eight movies. Yeah. Eight movies he's been doing nothing but masturbating for three hours and making us watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But okay, but like, and, and I'm not gonna get into. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into the 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 the, the DC movies uh, per se. Because here's my here is my ultimate They've question. Been talked to death, much like yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. Oh fuck you. Can I ask you a question, Hayden? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any part of you that after watching majority of Zack Snyder's movies, is there mm-hmm. any part of you that thinks this guy is secretly woke? Okay, so that's what the point of the video was. That was the point of the video. Um, no, but like, I don't, hold on. So I'm trying to think back to his movies. I mean, it's an interesting take, but that's very much like that person is bringing more to that than what Zach said. That was my thought. And after a certain extent, honestly, well, are are you of the mind that does it matter what the storyteller wants you to think. okay so that's At a good all. question or is so it I death guess of the author to you is it author. only what we take away from it because <sighs> I, I think i lean more towards the second i think i lean more towards i agree with the death of the author that it's not necessarily the the author doesn't have final say over what a story is about however i do think you have to take you have to take the text, you know you have to think about what the text is actually is trying to you say should though consider you should consider right and so if you just bring in your own feelings uh, to it and don't engage with the text, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Because well, you could say any, you could interpret anything to be... be I say know, this, I say this because a good example to me is Batman v Superman, which I know you haven't seen. Right. I think subconsciously, I don't think mm-hmm. it's woke in any Right. Way, but I do think that it is more... Okay, so on its face, it is just two muscly guys going, you're not a man, I'll show you how to be a man. I'll Mm -hmm. show you who the real man is. I think completely subconsciously with that movie or with the first two-thirds of that movie, Zack Snyder made a condemnation of like toxic masculinity because Mm -hmm. the whole movie is Mm -hmm. Batman feeling insecure about a god Batman, mm. the biggest version of Batman we have ever seen. Ben Affleck literally looks like he's bigger than Bane. He's bigger than Tom yeah. Hardy in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. He is huge. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is to prove that he's a bigger man than a literal like God walking on earth. Yeah. And he it's in the dialogue. He's constantly like, 
you're not a man. I'll show you how to be a man. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. And then you know about the climax of the movie, right? The thing that everybody the, laughed about the movie. For. Yeah, the fact that like they stop fighting because they both have yes. mothers named Martha. The, it, it's the most ridiculous part of the movie, but I think it's the key to actually kind of enjoying the movie. Not, I, not totally ironically, because the, the whole movie is them like measuring dicks. And he's like, he's like, I'm about to kill you. And then like, the guy's like, say my mommy. And then, and the Batman goes, you have a, you have a mommy too. I love my mommy. And then they like <laughs> get over it and then they become friends. But I think I argue? subconsciously, I don't think Zack Snyder knew what he was doing there, but I think it's like, it's pretty much like beyond subtext because the whole movie, you're like, this is ridiculous that they are so macho, macho man. And then it's completely turned around when they talk about their moms. Now, okay, I'm going to have to watch the movie before I can speak with authority about the text of the movie itself. But I would argue that the problem with that is, is to me, it feels like those kind of people who really find themselves stuck in the, the, the feedback loop of toxic masculinity uh-huh. try to say they're not actually, you know, sexist or misogynistic or partaking in toxic masculinity because they, quote unquote, love their moms. That, okay, you know, that's fair. So- that's fair. But I just think there's too many interesting details to like overlook. Like in the opening montage, mm-hmm. they another criticism was like, why do we have to see Batman's origin story again? But like, I think it's pretty funny because it shows the origin story again of like them going down the alleyway. Mm-hmm. But for the first time in any Batman movie, mm-hmm. it's it's changed. Even Thomas Wayne is made to be a, like a macho man because Thomas Wayne played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's got a mustache and everything. He looks all tough and Joe chill like points the gun at him. And then for the first time in any Batman movie, he doesn't like try and give them the, the, the wallet. And then the guy shoots him by accident. Thomas Wayne balls his fist and goes back to punch a man with a gun to his head. <laughs> and that is what makes Joe Chill kill him and the wife. And I, you know, it's ridiculous because you're like, Zack Snyder, no one would try and punch a man with a gun because if they did, exactly what would happen happens. But the, like, you can't take that away from it. That's what the movie's saying. If you try and be, if you try and be like a macho man in front of your wife and your kid to a guy with a gun, you're gonna get fucking shot and killed. But but hated hated. Correct me if I'm wrong. The fight scene between uh, Superman and Batman is not the end of the movie, though. That's why I said the first two thirds, Clay. <laughs> but also, but also, Clay. Wonder Woman comes in for that third. For that. Third. Oh, okay, so I've I've got to say this about that that really bad. Uh, video essay this is like the thing where I was like this has to be a bit right so one of the like arguments that this person made was like really hammering home like all all these like references to like Greek like uh, homoeroticism in in 300 and it was like you know how like there's all these like there's all these references is literally just watching muscly men like in the rain very true um and there's like this line that Leonidas gives about, you know, like whenever like Xerxes tries to like say, hey, just just swear fealty to me and you will live. 
and he's like, oh, I already heard the Athenians turned you down. And if all of those boy lovers will stand up to you and like, hey, dog, you're Spartans. The Spartans were constantly fucking each other. Yeah. Like that's that's a thing they did. Like that was part of their whole thing is you had to fuck each other to truly be, you know, brothers and be a perfect fighting unit. But huh. so one of the things he talks about is how like on the shields of uh, the Spartans, they had the Lambda sy- uh, uh, symbol, which is like w- the, one of the letters of the Greek al- alphabet. And in the way that it's, it's, it's stylized in 300, is it's very phallic in nature. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. That's it's classic thing to try to find phallic imagery in homoerotic texts like this. Yeah, but Whatever. Zack Snyder would probably just be like, yeah, it looks awesome because dicks are awesome. <laughs> probably. But here's the part where I was like, this can't be real. It has to be a bit. Is that one of the things that this guy made an argument against the criticism for Batman v Superman is that a lot of people are like, why is it Batman versus Superman whenever it's not actually about Batman and Superman fighting each other? Which, like, I get it. Like, that that should never have been the focus of the movie either. See, like, I think that should have been the whole movie. The, you think that should have been the whole wor- movie? The worst part of the movie is when the Frogman comes in at the. Yeah, movie. fair enough. But like, I I think like the one of the 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 the, the, the like the one of the the arguments this guy makes that I kind of agree with the most is in classic comic books, whenever you have heroes fighting each other, typically that's not what they're actually fighting. They're not actually really fighting. That's not the yeah. whole st- crux of the story. It's it's right. always a gotcha thing. It's always a, you know, it, there's a twist where it's like, oh, that's not what this story's actually about. It's about, it's about our moms. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you know, like in, in classic comic books and like golden age comic books, whenever it's like on the cover, Batman and Superman are having a fight. Oh no. Turns out, oh, there's some kind of contrived reason for why they're fighting. And then it's resolved yeah. before the end of the story and they're not actually fighting. And, you know, and so that's fine. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's not a valid criticism, but whatever, it's a, I think it's a cheap, lazy criticism if that's like your biggest problem with the movie. Would you like to know the guy's defense for that? Mm, what is it? That the V in Batman v Superman doesn't stand for versus. That it's a uh, reversal of uh, the symbol of the Spartans uh, shield. Oh, that's even worse <laughs> than what I was thinking. That's so stupid. <laughs> and it's actually a symbol for a vagina. And so Batman that, fucks Superman. No, oh, that oh, Wonder oh, okay. Woman is the crux. Oh, of well, the then movie. no, yeah, then that's exactly what I was thinking. What he was going for. <laughs> that's so stupid. It's so dumb. That's, so, so this person who makes this video is literally yeah. Ian McKellen in the Da Vinci Code when he's like, "It's a chalice, guys. It means a uh, vagina." That's the only thing I. That's the only thing I remember about about I've uh, actually seen those movies that I don't. So I remember going, "Oh well," but yeah, no. Oh, that is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so bad. So you're it's... watching his entire filmography because of the V in Batman v Superman is supposed to be a vagina. <laughs> no, it's because. I, I I disagreed heavily with the mental gymnastics this person tried to make, saying that yeah. Matt, that Zack Snyder is secretly woke. Yeah. Um, but like, I I don't know how this person is saying this unironically because it's a stretch. Yeah. I might need you to watch this 
just oh, so God. you can no, tell me. No, no, no. I need someone. I need someone just who pick actually out little likes clips. Pick out little clips and send them to me. I'm, I can't watch <sighs> two, uh, two, however long it is. It's long. Hour and a half. It's yeah, bad. I can't watch, I can't watch I'll it. try. I'll try. But that means I have to watch it again. <laughs> watch it again. And, <laughs> and I have to like spend more time trying to pick now, out clips. As much as I enjoy parts of Batman v Superman, I can admit what we really wanted, everyone, you, you can't even deny this. Just straight up, who cares? I know he's also awful. Just adapt, but we know they're friends. Just adapt Dark Knight Returns and Jeffrey Dean Morgan as old Bruce Wayne and Idris Elba as Superman. And it oh. would have been amazing. Oh, oh. Actually, how, yeah. ama- how amazing yeah. would that have been? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Idris Elba's yeah. just like, we got Ronald Reagan saying, I need to put you down. And then it's just them <laughs> fighting to the death. How, with with like the goth punks on horseback and everything. That graphic that graphic novel is pretty awesome. I it's pretty wild. It. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. It, I don't know. It doesn't quite hold up well in some ways, but it's still fun. Yeah. I hate it. I do have. I do know one thing that would have fixed uh, Batman v Superman. Nicholas Cage. Absolutely. They should have let him play uh, Superman. It's about time. No. no. He deserves it. No, let him play Batman. I like Henry Cavill. <laughs> That's true. You know I have a genuine and, crush on Henry Cavill. Yeah, I don't blame you. Henry Cavill isn't bad as Superman. He really does look the part. He's and he's not a bad actor. He's now they should have just fine. let him have the mustache in Justice League. <laughs> you know, to be fair, that guy did not have a lot to say about Justice League. Have you seen Mission Impossible Seven? Or six, whatever. Oh, uh, of course. How many times have I made the reference to the gun, co- the arm cocking? <laughs> that is one handsome man. Yeah, he is. He With is. The mustache, yeah. All right, Hayden. All right. So let's let's go into our next movie. We're watching the Nick Cage classic, Deadfall. This is a pretty infamous movie. Uh, it's considered one of Cage's worst movies of all time. And it's, one of it's, his best performances. Well, one of his wildest performances. Yeah, this is kind what, of... That's what we need. That's the that's scale we're, we're grading. That's why we're here. I think if, if my understanding of it is correct, this is kind of like the movie that is like the first time we really get to see balls out crazy Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. Like just, just over the top, ste- like just stealing the scenery, just eating the scenery at every chance he gets. Like he just... Is devouring it. And there was a sequel to this? Spirit, well, pseudo sequel slash also prequel somehow. Like what it is, is there's a, a movie where Nicolas Cage plays the same character. We did it in a, uh, a right. cage-free movie segment uh, where Nick Cage plays the same crime, like, like 30 criminal. years later, but it's a prequel. <laughs> yeah. But there's also elements of a, that's a prequel, I think. I don't know. I don't know the whole oh. story. We'll get to it. We're going to get to it. We're going to get no. to see. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, okay. All right, Hayden. Let's, uh, oh, one thing I want to do before we go, before we go and, and watch Deadfall. Um, Hayden, let's do the mm-hmm. over-under. Over-under 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Under. <laughs> you want to take a guess at what it is? Uh, do they do decimals? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm going to say 0%. 
you would be correct. If I remember correctly, this is the um it's gotta be the lowest actual rated, right? Right. This is this is the movie with the lowest Rotten Tomato score official. Because as we've had to do before, things like Kill Chain and Time to Kill uh do not actually have a Rotten Tomato score at the moment. Uh, no, you know, not too many people have uh, officially reviewed those movies in any kind of pu- publication rep- uh, uh, recognized by Rotten Tomatoes. So this is the first time we have a actual zero percent rated Nick Cage movie. How many of those are there? That's a good question. Why don't we find out, Hayden? Hey, and just so you're aware, there are two zero percent rated uh, Nick Cage movies. Oh, I thought there would have been more. You would think. Yeah. You would think. I, I, I have a question for you. Would you like to know what is the third lowest rated uh, Nick Cage movie, like officially rated? 1%? It's at 1%. You want to take a guess at what it is? Is it one that I know of? I think so, yeah. Uh, is it left behind? It is fine. <laughs> God dang it, so it's coming up. <laughs> it's coming up soon. Oh, um, no. I don't think... Hey Clay, I've never, uh, heard, of, I've never when heard, we rec- heard of the when we when we record for that one. Can you remember to leave me behind, please? <laughs> back after a short break um who boy can, okay all right listen listen i'm gonna can i be real with you hayden no yes okay i have to be honest this movie and bangkok dangerous are the reason why i wanted to do this podcast yeah mm-hmm. this is because this is exactly the level of nick cage movies that i wanted to see wait why bangkok dangerous because i've kind of always wanted to see it because like <laughs> It, you could was... just watch. You realize you could have just watched Bangkok Dangerous <laughs> and saved me, what, four hundred hours? <laughs> I could have done that, but that wouldn't have been as much fun. <laughs> no, I just, right. I've just kind of always wanted to watch Bangkok Dangerous because I was just that. That was kind of the movie that made me realize, oh, Nick Cage is just. Like, he has to be in these movies because, like, he needs the money. That was, like, the point where I realized, right? oh, okay, this is what he's doing. And also, like, that hairline, that yeah. was, I think that was the start of, like, the, the Nick Cage hairline memes. Yeah. So, like, I've always kind of, like, had a morbid curiosity for it. And then, like, I heard about Deadfall and heard about, like, how wild he is in it. And I saw a couple clips, and I was just like, fuck, I gotta see that movie. But I didn't want to force myself to do it without a good reason, so... Yeah, without making someone else have to watch it. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I knew of Deadfall because... And pretty much all the, like, Nick Cage crazy compilations, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. the The clips... The, the three movies that the clips are always are are from Wicker Man, of course. Uh, uh, Deadfall, and Vampire's Kiss. 
and then you have the one moment from uh, Matchstick Men, and you know yeah. you have, but like the 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 most like like the how should I say this the the most clips come from like those three. Yeah, which yeah. kind of funny enough, one of those is somewhat considered a good movie though. <laughs> Oh yeah, Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, yeah no, people, that's a good people, movie. people, people talk. Do there are people who like Vampire's Kiss? Yeah, it's like a better American Psycho. <laughs> it's uh it's bold. Well, I don't really like American Psycho. Oh, man, I like that movie. The movie's a lot better than the book. The book is, who man. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No, no, we're here to talk about Deadfall. And <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> okay, so here's the first thing I want to say. I normally like Michael Bean, or however you say his last name, as an actor. Yeah, I like, wanted to bring this up. He's normally, like, he's not a bad actor. Like, I kind of get why he never really reached, like, A-level, like, A-list celebrity stat. Like, leading he's, not leading, he's not he's a not leading, he's not a leading man. man. No, 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 no. no. He, is, no. he is very much your, like, gruff, secondary lead. Like, you need yes. somebody with a little bit more star power at the top. It's you funny, because I just rewatched Tombstone yesterday, and I was like, wow, Michael Bean is so awesome. And then we watch, and then I watched this this morning, and I was like, wow, he might be the most boring actor I've ever seen in my life. Well, he's forced to do a lot in this movie that he normally shouldn't have to. Yeah. Like, he's great in Terminator, he's great in uh, Tombstone, I forgot he was in Tombstone, but you're right, he is in Tombstone, mm-hmm. he's great. Um, he's, um, he, there is a, there's a 90s, late 90s, early 2000s TV show remake of The Magnificent Seven, that's also pretty oh, good with him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, okay, real quick, Clay, cut this out. <laughs> but, just a little... Not really a tangent. I just mm-hmm. want to throw something at you. Mm-hmm. So while we were while we just mentioned Tombstone, uh-huh. I was about to say Great Dad movie, and then I realized nearly every episode the the thing that we talk about even more than Star Wars are dad movies. I do should love a good dad should movie. season two just be dad movies? No, because that doesn't what uh, what uh, no. We can do we can do a. Uh, we can do a. Did you ever see the leftovers on HBO, Clay? <laughs> Each season is totally different, and we can we're, do that with this. We're show. not doing that. Uh, that's a better podcast, though. It's just a bunch <laughs> of dad movies. We could maybe whenever we like when we make it, and we have to, but like whenever we have a following, and we have to like have a million podcasts to be able to like barely scrape by because uh, mm-hmm. we're not able to do anything else because of the podcast, maybe mm-hmm. we can do a dad movie podcast. No, we definitely have to do a dad movie yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will definitely... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we, when we basically are are scrambling to run our own podcasting network, right. we'll, we'll have a dad movie podcast. And we'll make so sure... So you're saying never. Never, but... Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're probably not even going to finish this uh, this season. All right, let's there's no way we're finishing this season. Have we're, you seen gonna, the amount? And he just try. keeps doing them. He just try. keeps doing them. We're gonna try. Damn it, we're gonna oh, try. God. Okay, so uh, let's just get like a quick recap because like this movie is deceptively simple. Yeah, but there's a lot of weird moving parts that we'll get to specifics later. So just to kind of give you the brief recap. Uh, Am I saying that right? Michael Bean? I've always... Yeah. Is it just Michael yeah. Bean? Okay. So Michael Bean plays a con artist who works with his dad, who's played by James Coburn. 
the movie starts off they're they're about to do the handoff for their latest con and the the whole thing is is uh is michael bean pretends that his dad is is buying coke no he's selling coke he's selling coke and then he pretends he's got a wire and he shoots him well michael bean uh apparently forgot to change out the the blanks in his revolver for for real bullets and and, and accidentally kills his dad in the con and kind of has to go on the kind of has to go lay low yeah, well, well and his, his dad's definitely dead clay his his you know his dad the the con man who taught him everything about cons he's definitely dead yeah yeah and and you you know that as soon as it happened you're yeah. not thinking that there's going to be a twist <laughs> at the end at all you don't see anything coming yeah, because there's nothing to come he's definitely he's dead he's definitely dead he's definitely dead um yeah. so his dad's dying words are something about his uncle has the his cake. dying his dying his words dying the last words, words the last he has words in he'll the ever movie. say yeah. yeah uh is that his his brother has the cake and so he goes and finds his his dad's brother, who turns out is an identical twin, who is also played by James Coburn. Yes, and this was a set. Of, I I thought this was going to be a different twist, and it yeah. was not that twist. Yeah, yeah, I I, I did too. Yeah. I, that's what I thought was going to be happening. The yeah, whole time. when he sees him. Well, no, you're skipping a very important character, Clay. Who am I skipping over? Who, who takes him to? Oh, Singapore. that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. He meets up with uh, he meets up with Nick Cage's uh, Eddie. I don't even remember what is his last. Does he have a last name? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's okay. like Cher. <laughs> He's just Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Who Eddie, cares? It doesn't matter. It literally Eddie, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So so Nick Cage takes him to James Coburn. There's like a moment where like Michael Bean thinks he sees a ghost, and like you know, there's like a big. Well, I don't want to say he doesn't. So. Th- he doesn't think he sees a ghost. Well, I mean, he's, he's like, just he's, surprised that his dad I know, had a but twin like his, brother. Yeah, but it's like you know, it, it kind of freaks him out. Is what I'm getting at. Which, okay, both the twin brothers are con men, right? Yes. Why haven't they been using the twin angle as their cons? The whole. Why haven't they been working together this whole time? Uh, well. Well, we get to that later. I think they could have had a prestige thing going on. Yeah, but like they were, they had a falling out, and like you've come to find out later, it was like over Michael Bean's mom. Oh wait, there's a there's a prequel to this movie, right? It's not what you think. No, it's it's, it's more. So it's not seeing the twins. It's not seeing the, the twins. No, no, no. It's it, the 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 sequel slash prequel weird thing called Arsenal is mostly focused around um, Nick Cage's character Eddie. And As he, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> and he has the exact same haircut and mustache. And glasses. Like, he wears sunglasses throughout the whole movie, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so... so uh, Oh, know, my God! I'm looking at the poster for it. <laughs> oh, my we, God! Hey, this is a prequel? We're getting ahead of ourselves. You're, you're, he is... Oh, oh, we gotta see this. Uh, we are! Cusack. We are! Oh my god. So okay. so um you know basically uh, Michael Bean's uh twin br- uncle person con uncle brother person is is like a small time well it's not he's kind of a small time like crime boss like he's got like a numbers racket and he's like does some loan sharking I guess and you know like um 
Eddie takes uh, uh, takes you know Michael Bean out you know for a couple drinks. They run a few cons, and then Eddie like tries to like get Michael Bean killed by by you know having him try to shake down this dude who owes uh, James Coburn a lot of money. And you find out later that Michael Bean like was pulling a hustle and like is trying to muscle out uh, Eddie out of out of the operation and. Nick Cage kind of has like a breakdown and like tries to kill everybody. And then he gets, uh, he gets his face shoved into a, a fryer, like a, 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 like a, like a deep fryer. And, oh, that was horrific. It was, it was brutal. The moment my heart sank because I <laughs> saw that there were 40 minutes left in the movie. Oh yeah. 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 I was kind of checked. But out I was kind of holding out. I was kind of holding out hope that it would be a con. <laughs> and that he would be like, oh, it wasn't really my face. I, or whatever what? voice he's I doing. Was, in the... I was thinking the same thing. You got to be a little bit more coked out. Yeah, you got to talk through clenched teeth the entire time. Oh, God. Yeah, and then yell. You have to randomly yell a little bit. But don't do not do that. Fuck! <laughs> I told you not to do that. <laughs> I didn't actually yell. That was like one of those fake whisper yells. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that was the same. I will say this. I am kind of glad I stuck out because I think there's some really crazy parts later on. Yeah. So, it, uh, I mean, they should be crazy. Yeah. Or I should say they should feel crazy. Yeah. So so later on, uh, James Coburn is like, well, I guess Eddie's dead. So he's like, I'm going to bring my nephew in on this on this con I'm about to run. And like has him go to a, a pool hall to lose a bunch of money against a guy. Turns out it's played by Charlie Sheen of all people. <laughs> like, who did he owe a favor to? In, to be in, in the worst performance in the movie? <laughs> Worse than... Anyone else I can think? <laughs> oh, he did not give a shit about this movie. He's so... I remember I, or I was watching it and I was thinking, who ever thought... Like, I mean, if this was the only thing he was in, no, he's like a, he's like a void of charisma. It's yeah. kind but of I, awesome. I kind of loved it because it's so bad and it's... He's like in a weird, like, smoking jacket in this middle of this dingy pool hall. He's talking about Mark Twain. Like he's talking about something. And somehow the movie is telling me he's good at pool. And yet every shot I see, it seems like he's very bad at pool. How so? I mean, okay, look, I wasn't really paying attention. I'm assuming he was trying to, you know, make the billiard balls in the holes as you do in the pockets as you do in pool. And none of them ever went in. He was just kind of bouncing them around. Hayden. I don't know what they were doing. Hayden, you realize there's like a whole bunch of different types of of pool games that exist? No. No, 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 no. None none in which involve the the balls not going in the pockets. Yes. There there were no no pockets. There's no pockets on the table. Then yeah. that is not a. Then that is not a. Oh wait, there were no pockets yeah. on the table. No, hated the game. It's an old. It's like one of the first style. <laughs> You're so dumb. I was on my phone watching that scene. It was so boring. No, it's 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 a it's an old version of billiards where the whole purpose is you. That's have a to very the, uncinematic version of billiards. It's very then. true. It's a bad choice. It's a bad choice. I'll give you that. 
Uh, but it's the, I guess the whole... it's also a bad choice to be on your phone while you're watching a movie, though. Because <laughs> I was literally, I was, not... I was, I was like, I was like, wow, he's really bad at this. Hayden, did you not notice that there was only three balls on the table? That there was a white ball, I think a yellow ball, and a red. No, ball? I, I thought Michael Bean had made all the other balls in, <laughs> and Charlie Sheen was just playing around and like knocking the others into the others. No, the the point is, is you have to hit the cue ball into one ball and then you also have to hit the other ball with this oh well then he's very good at he's very very good good at at this yeah yeah he was very good at it because that's what he was never mind uh, charlie sheen's really good in this movie actually (laughs) like don't get me wrong i didn't know that was a a style of pool before like this movie before i watched this movie hey you learn something new every day it took me all of like three seconds to figure out what was going on (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, that's because you were watching the movie, Clay. I mean, not really, but I mean, I was watching it enough to not be like, <laughs> he's very bad at playing. I thought I guys. thought the whole point of the scene was that he was so powerful that no one would tell him he's bad. <laughs> that's a much more interesting choice. I know. I, I literally did not notice that there were no pockets on that table. <laughs> hey, I think you broke me. <laughs> I'm not- well, I feel stupid. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Never admit defeat. No, no, it's uh, no, no, no. It's not me that's out of touch. It's the rules of this game that are it's wrong. The, it's this game, yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's move on, Aiden. Please. <laughs> hey, uh, Clay, cut all that out. Oh hell no! I, I want to maintain. I want to maintain that I'm very smart. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> you should know. Gave me editing privileges. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so Hayden, I have one question for you. What's that? Now, now remind me who was the actor that you were you were like you were patiently awaiting their their appearance on screen? Oh, okay. So I remember checking the cast list and seeing that Angus Scrim, the tall man from Phantasm, was in this. Oh yeah, that's well right. As, that's what he was from. As well as uh, Clarence Williams the Third, who I I best know him from Tales from the Hood. Okay, Hayden, can I ask you can I ask you something? Yes. Was Angus Scrim's like giant metal hedge clippers? Hedge clipper hand was his did, hedge clipper did hand. Did that make did that make the movie worth it in the end? It see, this is what I, this is this is what's so frustrating is you see Angus Scrim with a hedge clipper hand and you or oh let me okay. Rather I tell you, hey Clay, this movie has Angus Scrim the tall man from Phantasm with a hedge clipper for a hand. And you say, that's got to be the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then you watch this movie, and it's somehow the most boring version of Angus Scrim with the hedge clipper for a hand. It, he, doesn't even, he doesn't even clamp anybody with it. He threatens to. <laughs> he does threaten. He does threaten to. You're right. How do you... Hey, you give a man a clipper and hated, not let him clip hated, anybody. Hated. I have a question. I mean, that's a fair point. I am a person who absolutely loves the principle of Chekhov's gun. And yeah. I would call this... Chekhov's hedge clipper for hand. 
You gonna just step all over my joke? You gonna oh, just okay. Wait, wait. Joke? No, no. Cut that out. Cut that out. What were you gonna say? <laughs> the moment's passed. <laughs> you the just don't want to have to cut all this shit out. No, I think it's kind of. Uh, I do think it's kind of funny. We're leaving it. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> so I mean, hated. At yeah. any point, while we've talked about this movie before, it's shown up in our cage free movie segment. Yeah. We've mentioned it before. You've heard about this movie before. At any mm. point, did you think that we would get a man with no. hedge clippers? For no, 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 <laughs> no. Even to the minute before or to the second before he shows up, I'm thinking this is a goofy little con man movie with like plucky co- comedic score. But there will never be a man with the. There will never be like a diamond dealer with a hedge clipper for a hand. And so that's not going to happen. Up. I'm going to be honest, Hayden. I thought I was in the middle of like a of a like a like a psychedelic flashback for a good like thirty <laughs> seconds after I saw it. I was like, did I accidentally? Did I accidentally put in Brazil? All right. <laughs> While watching this movie, like, like we watched, we found it on a very shady like streaming site. I was kind of wondering, did like maybe did they like splice in some unused footage from Brazil into this? Because that's what it reminded me of. It was very like knockoff Brazil. Right. That's the feel that I got from it. It's like the. Right. It's like it's like the Coppola, whichever Coppola was that made this movie. I don't remember. His so first what name. is the choice behind the hedge clipper? Like I know. He, okay, so. He's like a diamond guy. Yeah. Why doesn't he have one of those little pinchers that picks up the diamonds? Right. That's a good for question. A hand? Why, yeah. Why does he? Have why? Hedge why the hedge clipper? Like, and I mean, like this movie is wild. It's bonkers. I'm not gonna say that it's grounded in any way, but it's like it wants you to believe that it is kind right. of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 not grounded. But it b- thinks it's grounded until all of a sudden Angus Scrib shows up with goddamn hedge clippers for a hand. Yeah, and <laughs> it's so out of place. But it's I kind of so love weird. it. So have you it. ever have you ever seen um, the Iger Sanction, the Clint Eastwood movie? No. Okay, it's amazing. It's it, it's it's like Clint Eastwood. Is that okay. the one that's like about like assassins or something? Kinda. It's. Have you ever seen? Uh, I mean, you wa- Did you ever watch The Office? No. We're like three levels in. Okay. So, okay, well then forget I mentioned The Office because the, the reference wouldn't make any sense to you. Let's just say is, is, it's is, like... Is, is it... I mean, is it about to... Were you going to make a reference to like the movie that Michael Scott makes? Yes. I've it's, seen, I've it's, seen it's, like that. Okay. It's Clint Eastwood's Threat Level Midnight. It's like <laughs> Clint Eastwood was like, I want to be James Bond and Indiana Jones in one character. And they're like, oh, cool. Uh, let's Let's make this movie. He's like... No, I want to make the 48th movie in this franchise without setting up anything. And so it's it's exactly what I described to you. So it's he's like a he's like a professor like right. Indiana Jones. Wow, we really do just talk about the same five movies over and over again. But I, he's I, anything that can bring it back to Indiana Jones makes yeah. me happy. He's like a professor, but he's a retired secret agent who is now a professor. And they're like, we got to get you back in for one last job, Professor Hemlock. And he's like, God damn, okay. But their version of M is like a fucking ghoul vampire who like lives in like a cave with like, like a weird secret supercomputer. And it's like the 
guy with the claw for a hand in the middle of this movie. Hey, where... hey, hey can I ask a question? Yeah. Should Clint Eastwood be our second yeah, person? Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like as long like, as we watch Iger Sanction immediately, because it's I, it's so I, good. I want to see that in, in the light of fire because like that's the two Clint Eastwood movies we've mentioned. <laughs> Dude, like, we gotta do. I we can't gotta believe do these movies exist. We gotta do Clint. Hell yeah! But dude, oh. it's like <laughs> it's, it is. <laughs> but what I was getting at there is it's. It's that same kind of out of left field where it's like, yeah, it's a weird movie already, but you never expected a vampire to show up. No, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, and that's the same thing with uh, with with uh, Deadfall. Is like, it's a weird movie up to this point. It's just that it's a weird movie that you think you got a handle on because there's only like maybe twenty minutes left at this point. Yeah, and the weirdest part of the movie dies, and yes. you're like, okay, I guess it's gonna be a regular movie after this. Yeah. aren't you kind of glad I told you to stick with it when you were like, Nick Cage just died? Can I stop? A little bit. I will say I'm dis- I'm a little disappointed. In that, so the other guy I was really looking forward to seeing was Clarence Williams the third, and Clay. I don't know if you've seen Tales from the Hood, yeah, but his performance in Tales from the Hood is cage level intense. <laughs> and unfortunately, in this movie, they don't like. He's just kind of like one of the henchmen. He doesn't yeah. get to even say anything. Yeah, I, I wanted to. I kind of wanted to like let you know, like, but I don't think you're gonna be happy to see this guy. He doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, but the hedge clipper for a hand. Yeah, of course. Think about. I will say this though, Hayden. Think about how great it would be where I just all of a sudden am talking about the end of this like con artist movie, and you're just sitting there, and I'm just like, and then all of a sudden there's a guy with hedge clippers for a hand, and you're just like, wait, is he making this up? <laughs> is he just? Yeah, I kind of, up? I kind of wondered if you would have rathered me not, not finish it. I, I mean, there was like the part of me that's like, no, if I had to watch this movie, you do too. Then I was like, wait, that I get to be the one who tells about fucking Angus Scrim <laughs> and his goddamn edge clipper hand? What that- ha- okay, so if we can just cut to the chase. So they, they do another deal and... It basically goes the same as the first one. But I wanted to point out, they shoot the, they shoot the hedge clipper hand yeah, and it goes a little wacky. It does. So, Clay, what I'm saying is, there's room for a sequel. <laughs> and I think what we follow in the sequel is that hand. <laughs> that hand. That hand is gonna. It's gonna go far. <laughs> it detaches and just. It. We. We don't know all the, what all that hand can do. No. 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 What that, that hand, hand do? What? What is that hand? What's the what? What desires does that hand have? Yeah. Oh, and they can be called. So the hand can learn the ways of the con, and it can be called the upper hand. <laughs> Somebody hire us to write that movie. Yes. We don't need. We don't need no prequel to Deadfall. We need a sequel to Deadfall. Yes. <gasps> Nick Cage comes back to life with a burned face, and then he get for some reason he gets the hand. Oh man! Oh man! And then obviously there's like a there's a there's an homage to his performance in Moonstruck, where like yes he does the whole I lost my hand you know it could be yeah again. it could be th- it could be like the culmination of his entire career mm-hmm. yeah absolutely this is his final film this was the role I was born to play yeah. 
Okay, so so let's just go ahead and finish out the movie. Um, they run the same con as in the beginning. You know, they fake the wire setup. Um, Michael Bean tries to shoot his uh, his his uh, uncle with the blanks, but he freezes up because it reminds him of the time he thinks he sh- killed his dad. And then people actually shoot wait, his wait, uncle. What do you mean? What do you mean he thinks he killed his dad? Oh, hey, I'm getting to that. Uh, and he so, killed his dad. He killed him. And anyway, anyway. Uh, so, you know, he grabs the money and runs off and then he sees this woman who's dressed up like his mom in an old photo and he chases her and, uh, he runs into like this, uh, this like abandoned carnival thing and who walks out of the shadows, but dear old daddy, James Coburn. What? Dun, dun, dun. What? Huh? What? Yeah. Hold on, Clay. You're telling me. His dad, right? His dad, who is a con, who's a con man. Yes. His con man dad. <laughs> yes, his con man dad. He faked his. He faked his death. He faked his death. His for his dad. own to his own son. To his own son. The con man dad. Con man dad faked his own death. To his Wasn't own being honest son. about being no. dead. Nope. Oh my god. Yeah. This is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who who saw that coming? Um, I saw something coming. I honestly, yeah, honestly, I honestly, uh, yeah, I thought it was gonna. I thought the twin was gonna. I thought that was the con. Yeah, that it wasn't actually a twin. That's that a more it, obvious con. It is a much more obvious con. That like it's not See, actually a twin. What would have been better is that, what would have been better is if everything's the same, but then he sh- pretends to shoot his uncle, but it was real bullets, and then they're like, and then some uh, like Clarence Williams, they can give him the lines. So he's just like. He's like, oh my god, this, we didn't mean for this to happen. This isn't your uncle, it's your dad. And you actually shot him like you thought you did at the very beginning. That would be much better. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. It was that it was going to turn out that like his uncle, his, his quote-unquote uncle, was actually yeah. his dad the whole time. And I was like, that's too ridiculous. But it was like, something has to be up. Because like, here's the problem. It, the, the whole like setup to the, the con within a con was so obvious when they're like when they were like, Joe, you you actually shot him, man. It's like it was so obvious that like that was faked, like that 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 was a setup. Like, yeah, that because everyone up. else around him like is yeah, they're yeah. all they're, they're all common. They're all common. Like you can't trust they're anything. They're all common. They say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So okay, I, we 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 kind of summarized this movie pretty well. I think let's talk about Nick Cage. Let's talk about the Cage. I he's. He's uncaged, dude. Oh yeah, no, he is. He is. There is no cage in this Nick Cage mm. performance. He is out of mm. the cage. He is loose. Nick Cage is on the loose. So, <laughs> is it good or bad? What Nick Cage's performance? Yes, and we'll say the performance and the intention because okay. I think it's a bad. Uh, I mean, I think it's a bad performance, but I think it, its intentions are are couldn't be better. Oh yeah, no. Uh, so here's the thing: it's a bad performance. Like it's not good because it's it's so unhinged in almost every moment that like mm-hmm. it. No, no. But but here's the thing: the fact that he's just like, hey, I'm in my brother's movie, which turns out it's not his uncle; it's his brother. Mm, that's more embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're in your brother's movie, and you're doing this as a favor. I'm sure. And you're seeing how bad it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and you're, you're like, like, I gotta, I gotta make this. You're just, I gotta like, make this memorable. Yeah, you're just like, I'm gonna go swing for the fences, 
just going to just do whatever the hell I want. I'm not going to give a shit about which is why of- I, which is why I kind of want to. I I don't know if I want to argue the point, but I I think an argument could be made that it's a good performance. Yeah, because no. it's it's not going for a typical no. It's, no. no, this is this is Cage where he is trying to throw off the shackles of method acting and realism, yeah. and he's just going for a, like pure expressionism. And in that case, he succeeds, and it's have entertaining as fuck. So especially this this year, they've become way more popular. But mm-hmm. and it, you know in. Many years before this, it's always been fun to watch uh, public meltdown videos, mm-hmm. Clay. Mm-hmm. His performance reminds me of, you know, in these public meltdown videos where people, the the subject of the video realize that they have passed the point of safe return. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They there's passed- no going, there's no going back to where they can't take anything back. Right. There's the point of no return has been reached. Yes. The a so, horizon of the meltdown. Yes. We have so reached instead, critical mass. So instead, they go, "Well, I just got to go through this." Thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I and I gotta and I have to move the world around me, and do a full three sixty. And maybe, just maybe, by the slimmest margin of a chance, I will look like the sane one if I act crazy. Enough. <laughs> Right, right, right. It's like shooting a bullet and it flying around the world and hitting you in the back of the head. Uh, actually, that's not that's not a good that's not a good. It's, but like, it's, but it's it's like it's that like is the, what it's this, like the bullet going around the world and still hitting your target somehow. Yes, that is what this performance. Oh yeah, that that is what this performance uh-huh. looks like. It's a, it's yeah, it's a very public it's, meltdown. It's just tantrums. Yes. It's just it's just tantrums. It's it's time. a tantrum from someone who's been out in the desert for a week and has just it's the it's the last straw. But every scene is there. It's so great. I love it, it. It would be exhausting if it wasn't. Honestly, if it was throughout the whole movie, it might be exhausting. You're right. You know the fact that it kind of gets over with and like. It basically, I would say a good like twenty thirty minutes of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you get what you need out of it, mm-hmm. and no more. I think that's important. Yeah. Oh, hey. I think it's. Uh, I mean, how how do we think? I mean, let's talk about the cage of it all. Is it? I mean, it's got to be top five performance. <laughs> For sure, most entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, well, no, hey, think about this. Vampires though. kiss. Vampires kiss. Maybe I. I don't know because there's meant, levels. There's levels. I meant, I meant like top five most entertaining. I'm not saying it's the number oh, right. one. Okay, right, right. It's definitely in the top five most entertaining cage performances, because mm. like this is the movie that you think of when you think of Cage going batshit. Yeah, this yeah. is that movie. This is the this is the quintessential Nick Cage freakout movie. I'll never be able to unsee him flopping on a bed and like <laughs> crying while doing coke. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, just literally everything. I mean, like he, he like even just the way he waves to his girlfriend is like oh, the yeah. most. It's <laughs> like so it's like if you if you were like a crazy person and you had to th- like you had to purposefully think out. How you would act in any in every single situation, and you're like, my girlfriend is walking down the street. How do I greet her? This would be the last one on the list. 
I also like how weird and awkward it is when he gives her the flowers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like, what is going what on? Were, what were Michael Bean and the other actors thinking? Like, I, that's did, a they, did they know? Did they know? Were they, were they like, he's, he's just fucking with us? <laughs> Are there yeah. other takes where, where, his, where Nick Cage's brother, like, where he, like, he did an actual performance? And then Cage was like, let's do one for me. And they had a deal where, like, maybe Nick Cage was like, he's going to see how bad his movie is, and then he'll have to use the crazy ones. Yeah. To, like, liven up as much of the movie as he can. Or maybe, maybe, I don't know, man. I don't know. What were the, what were the oh, other people thinking? That's a good question. I'd like, like when to know. He, when he has the scene in James Coburn's office where he's like, I got one over on you, that kind of scene. Yeah. What was James Coburn thinking? Yeah. Like James Coburn, a like a leading man for decades. Yeah. Like a titan of Hollywood. And he's in this shitty Coppola movie. <laughs> Opposite, <laughs> like, balls out bonkers ass Nick Cage. Yeah. What is he what's going through his mind? Opposite like a man who like like he may have head trauma. Like because <laughs> what was the movie okay, what I remember I was going to do this for each of these movies, but I didn't. Um what was the movie he made right before this one? Nick Cage. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, you know, it's ninety three. I think somewhere in this Red Rock what West was, came out. Uh, yeah, what was he known for? Oh well Wild at Heart had already come out, because that was ninety. And that's kind of that's kind of eccentric. I mean, that's eccentric and kind of out there. Moonstruck. Moonstruck was definitely out by that point because that was like late 80s. That was kind of one of his first big like acting roles that like really. Okay, yeah. So, but still like, okay, Red Rock West was the same year. Yeah. The Um, Peggy Sue Got Married, Valley Girl, Raising Arizona, Vampire's Kiss. Oh, Hayden, our favorite. Time to Kill. Time to Kill. Yeah, so like. I mean, were they expecting? Did they show up on set and they're like, "What was was it? Was he? Is he doing? Is is this what we're doing here?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm amazed that none of the other actors tried to meet him at that. Yeah, you know, here's the other thing: you gotta be you gotta be asking yourself, like, he's the brother of the director. <laughs> Are they just like, well, we're just gonna have to deal with the the cra- the crazy brother of uh, of our director? There's not really like we can do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, we've been dancing around this question, and this is one I'm I'm most interested to see our answers. Is this a good Nick Cage yes. movie? <laughs> I mean, like, it's only good because it's a Nick Cage. Like, That's true. It, it's only good Wait, because I mean, it. we would nobody would ever talk about this movie if it wasn't for Nick Cage. Here's the real question, Clay. <laughs> What's that? Is the robot hand enough to actually recommend watching the movie for it or just l- telling them to look up the montage of his scenes? Oh, damn. Does okay, the here's... movie does the movie surrounding him make him seem even more crazy than just the clips isolated by themselves? I, here's the thing. If you if you haven't watched this movie right now, like before we before this episode, yeah. Okay. If you're if you're like wondering at this moment, should I go watch this movie? God no. Just watch the clips because like there's 
we've already taken away the I think the second best part of this movie and yeah, seeing Angus is the surprise with a, um, yeah is the surprise, yeah that yeah. feeling you get of why does that guy have hedge clipper hands and if you're one of the people who 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 saw this podcast and and heard us talk about how this would be the next movie last week and you thought first to yourself, of all thank you yeah thank you for listening <laughs> but but you actually went out and watched this movie before we posted this episode or before you listened to the episode get uh, help <laughs> no no you are a titan among humanity yeah. like you you are going to have that that moment when Agus Scrib shows his giant hedge clipper hands, and you will be shocked, you will you will have no idea it's coming, and you'll be able to take that with you for the rest of your life. Your life will be better for it. But if you thought I'm just gonna wait and hear what they had to say about it before you go watch it, don't waste your time because that magic moment is forever lost to you. And I'm sorry. So. Clay, you mentioned a cameo at the end of the movie that you was it Peter Fonda or Bob Hoskins? <laughs> no, I actually really enjoyed the 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 uh, Charlie Sheen because it's just oh okay, so bad. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I liked when I Mario like... popped up for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. But it was like when I saw his name was in it, I was just like, wait, what is he doing in this movie? I mean, when Talia Shire's name popped up, it was like, oh, obviously. Like, because isn't she also related to the Coppolas? Talia Shire? Yeah. I mean, I know she, I mean, she's in the Godfathers. She's, uh. Yeah. I want to, I want to say she's, she, I mean, she's like, you know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she is. Because, um, like, that's the thing. Like, the Coppolas sure love, like, having family in their, uh. Yeah, no, she was, she was, uh, originally a Coppola. She is, uh. Oh, yeah. No, she's the sister of Francis Ford Coppola. So, like, of course she's in this movie. That wasn't surprising. But then I saw Charlie Sheen. I was just like, who is Charlie Sheen doing a favor for this movie? Because I feel like at this point, like, Charlie Sheen was in a handful of movies. Like, he... he yeah. Like, this is I, pretty... I think they were all... Fr- I think the Coppolas were kind of friends with all of them. Like, Probably. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Charlie Sheen, I think, is, like... Let's be real. He's, like... There's, like... When it comes to, like nepotism people like yeah. people who benefited from nepotism in Hollywood. I feel like mm-hmm. Nick Cage and Charlie Sheen are kind of like the apex of that. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I don't think Charlie Sheen is, is as celebrated as his dad as an actor, but mm-hmm. I mean, he did okay. You know, he had a pretty successful career for a yeah. long time. Um, yeah. Much, much better than his brother Emilio, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna always say when it comes to the when it comes to the two Estevez brothers, like Emilio is much closer to my heart. I mean, Gordon Bave. Yeah, I mean, like Charlie Sheen squandered it. Yeah, and and Emilio was just never given a chance. Like he wanted to he wanted to stand on his own name, and well, we see how that happened, how that went. Yeah, yeah, but it'll always be Gordon Bombay to me. And mm. then you got Nick Cage, who's the the nephew of one of like you know the most prolific like directors of all time. Directed one mm. of the what, a movie that's considered one of the best of all time, and this is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go just if you if you have haven't watched the movie at this point, please just go watch the clips. That's all you need. Just watch the clips. Uh, now Clay, how did you? So we've already done the box office for. I mean, for I, here, yes, but here's my question. 
did you ask me what uh what which have you did you ask me which if I would rather watch these movies over Deadfall? It, I mean, would you really want to rewatch Deadfall before anything? <laughs> give me the list, hated. Just just give okay. we won't do the whole like guessing so, thing. So, well, I was trying just, to just think of... read the names off cuz we've okay, already done yeah, it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Just right. read the names off. All right, let me look them up. Look them up real quick. Cuz like you don't know. Think about Kill Chain. <laughs> like we went into Kill Chain thinking that, oh, we're gonna want to watch, you know, every movie on the top ten over Kill Chain. And I that mean, is true. I, I think we I think it ended up being what over half of them. I was like, God damn it! I'd rather just watch Kill Chain. All right, Claire. All right, number ten. Number ten. All right. Few good men. Few good men. <sighs> yeah, no, few good men. It 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 wins. I can handle that truth. <laughs> All right, number nine. Uh, number number nine. nine. Number nine, which I just saw because I was trying to think of like an alternate, an alternative game for years that we do. We have to do multiple times. I was thinking about making you guess the golden raspberries, but they're not that interesting. No, no, they're never not that interesting. No. no, no, but it's crazy that Cliffhanger was nominated for a golden raspberry that year. <laughs> the golden raspberries are terrible. Yeah, but, they're 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 somehow even worse than the Oscars. <laughs> Somehow, I no, think, okay. No, there's only one good moment in the Golden Raspberries, and that's whenever Halle Berry went up and accepted hers for Catwoman and ha- yes. had her Oscar with her. Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. the only that's the only reason why the Raspberries should exist. And as yeah. soon as that happened, they should have been like, "All right, shut it down." All right, we're Can't never, yeah, we're you know, never topping. We're this. never topping this. All right, so <clears throat> Rennie Harlan's Cliffhanger is number nine, starring Sylvester Stallone, John Lithgow, Michael Rooker. I mean, and just a whole bunch of awesome. People. I mean, do you think I'm going to turn down an opportunity to watch John Lithgow over no. watching Deadpool? No. Cliffhanger is great. Yeah, yeah, I See, will Clay, take that. This is this is not as interesting. <laughs> I, I we're still doing it. We're still doing it. All we're right. going to power through. Uh, Clay number eight brings us into a whole new world. Aladdin, Disney's Aladdin. Obviously, Aladdin's days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number seven, Clay. Probably the movie you want to watch most. I already know is the this, Is this in the Light of Fire? Yes. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a thousand. Can we watch that over the next Nick Cage movie? Actually, yeah, no, I really, no, I really want to watch the next Nick Cage movie. It's going to be Moon. No. Do you want to know who's 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 in, in the Line of Fire? What's that? John Malkovich. Cl- yeah, well, Clint Eastwood, John Malkovich, the rest of the cast. Rene Russo, Dylan McDermott, Gary Cole, uh, Fred Thompson, and John Mahoney. Oh, damn. That's like a great, like... It's stacked. Yeah, that's like a great, like, character actor list. Yeah. Yeah. Stacked, dude. I'm into All right. that. Number six. Uh, a sexy movie, Clay, Indecent Proposal. Uh, Who's in this again? Robert Redford. It Jimmy doesn't matter. Moore. Yes, I'd rather watch this over Deadfall. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Demi Moore. I will watch Demi Moore in anything before yeah. I watch Deadfall again. Yeah. I'll watch Charlie's Angels 2 full throttle before I watch Deadfall again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number five. All right. Oh, dearie, it's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Dude, Robin yeah. Williams was on top of the world in 1990. I know, right? Oh, uh, man. You know what? Despite having some problematic elements throughout the movie, that movie's great. That movie is great. Yeah. 
Like, I love that movie. That movie is Remember so when good. he throws, like, a, a lemon at the back of Pierce Brosnan's head? He goes, <laughs> oh, it was a run by fruiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Harvey Firestein great... is, is his brother. Let us pray. <laughs> That's a good movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> All right. What's, number, what's, what's the next one? Number four. I don't know what your answer is, but I would rather watch this than Deadfall. Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, Nora Ephron. You can't do it. Yeah, I'm not really like a romantic comedy person, but yeah, oh, it's a sweet, it's a sweet movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, what's your answer? I mean, yes, I'd watch Sleepless in Seattle over Deadfall. Now, the next one, I don't really like lawyer thrillers, and I would probably, I don't know. I'll definitely watch the Nick Cage films again. Yeah, the firm. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Deadfall on this. I don't give a shit about those John Christian movies. Yeah, me either. Like, there's no reading. I remember reading one in middle school. Oh man, I read a bunch for AR points back in the day. Yeah, I read one for AR points, and I was like, "This is boring." Oh, it was very boring. But like, yeah, no, it was good. A lot of points. Oh, Clay. Okay. Is that was that number two? No, that was number three. Okay. How the fuck was the firm number three? I don't know. Because Our, we lived in a much different world. It was a different time. Could you imagine a lawyer threat? Could you imagine what's the last lawyer movie? Uh, the, the Lincoln the lawyer? Judge. Could you imagine The Judge starring <laughs> Robert, Robert Duvall and... Oh, and, uh, God. Wasn't it Danny Jr.? Robert Danny Jr.? Uh, being, being number three. number three movie of the year? God. Yeah. What All a right. different world. Number two, uh huh, Clay, uh huh. This, I mean, there's no way. Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, it's the Fugitive, baby. I mean, yeah, yeah. I hate it. I'd rather watch Call of the Wild from last year or beginning of this year with Harrison Ford over Deadfall. Clay, I'd rather watch the scenes without the CGI dog. Clay. I don't care. We're moving on to number one. <laughs> What's the number one movie? Oh, God. Just guess. Oh, Take right. a guess. I forgot. I forgot. J- Jurassic <laughs> Park. <laughs> now, I'm going to surprise you. What? I'm going to surprise you. Have you seen Jurassic Park enough times that you're done? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, uh, here's the real question. Okay. If you could recast Nick Cage as anybody, like anyone from Jurassic Park with Nick Cage, who would it be? Oh, I've okay. Damn, can I can I tell you who's like the person who the character that he's the best fit for? But I wouldn't want to change it because I actually like that actor. Is it Ian? Oh, it's Ian Malcolm for sure. Like that's the person who is the best fit for for him. But But, I mean, he'd be pretty good as Robert Muldoon too. Which one's Robert Muldoon? Quiet. They're approaching the Tyrannosaur paddock. You know, he's the hunter. Oh, yeah, he'd be great as that. I was. They should all be destroyed. No, oh. No, okay, I got it. Just just recast the little kid, Tim. But they still have to treat him like a little kid. He's like climbing, he's like afraid to climb down the fence. And Sam Neill's like, come on, Nick Cage. And he's like, he's like I'm going to count down from three. And then it electrocutes him. He falls. I off. was gonna say Richard Attenborough. No, <laughs> you don't like Richard Attenborough. No, not that I don't like him, but like I feel like Nick Cage is like the eccentric. Would he? Owner. Would he be an old? Would he be an old age would makeup? Put him in old man makeup. Yes. Oh no, dude. Uh, uh, 
Okay, instead of the Triceratops, it's just Nick Cage, like, sick, and they have to dig through his shit to see what he ate. He's just got, like, like a, Sam, Sam Neill, like, oh Sam Neill puts his head, he's, Sam Neill puts his head against his stomach as he's breathing. I'm just imagining, he's got, like, a bad, like, child's costume version of, like, the Triceratops from Barney. The green one, you know, either that or one of those like inflatable ones that are just like puffed up. Unfortunately, this is this is before the inflatable dinosaur Mm -hmm. costumes. But yeah, no, no, I I think it's even funnier that it's just Nick Cage. He's not even dressed up to be a Triceratops. (laughs) (laughs) They just found him, and instead of like putting him on a gurney, they're just like they're just like looking at him in the field. Somebody just fireman carries him away. That's right. the one. He's got to be the Triceratops. Uh, all right, Hayden. Okay. Uh, I guess it's time for cage-free movies. It is time for cage-free movies. All right. Well, fortunately, I'm actually on top of things this time. But I, I have to tell you, Hayden, I'm, I'm throwing you a little curveball. You, you know, you never really do that. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, this is the most obvious curveball coming. Because uh-huh. I realized I kind of have to change the format a little bit. Because if I don't, we're going to run out of movies. Because uh, He's have, got 200. <laughs> he's got 52, but we're going to watch all 50. Actually, 53 now. Uh, Wait, 53 what? Movies. Nick Cage? Yeah. I thought he was in over 100. No, he's in... No, no yeah, 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 you're right. It's, 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 it's 105 now, I think. Because it's, it's basically... Where'd you get 53 from? I was thinking it was... Basically, the problem was is it was too like if we do a podcast every week, okay, that's fifty two weeks. It's two full years of podcasting. I was thinking Jesus it was just Christ. a full year of movie, of, of podcasting. Jesus it's a full two Christ. years of podcasting. It's, it's now one hundred and five. It's one hundred and five. Oh, God. Okay. okay. So here is the thing: if we're doing two Nick Cage movies every every time, we're gonna run out of movies eventually. Yeah. And my hope is that. By the time, if we ever actually, if we've already fucked up the first handful, my hope is if we just go to, <laughs> instead of you trying to figure out which movie Cage wasn't in, you got to figure out okay. which one he's in. Okay, we actually yeah. have a chance of like evening yeah. out because he'll make like six movies by the time we finish this podcast. He'll make six movies this month. <laughs> All right. So here's what I have for you. Uh, we have an angel wandering around a city. Falls in love with a woman and eventually gives up his immortality to be with her. Uh, yeah, that's Nick. That's Nicholas Cage, the City of when, Angels. When uh, next one, when jaded journalists uh, and, a, a, and an angel expert travel to a small town in Iowa, they find a disheveled man claiming to oh, be an angel. I see what you're doing. Okay. <clears throat> an angel wanders through the streets of a city. And falls in love with a woman <laughs> and gives up his immortality to be with her. Okay, so I basically have to choose between A and C. What You're an asshole because you could... I could say the right one and you'll just switch it. If it makes you feel any better, on, 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 by, as, my, as your friend, I do, have, I do know which one is the correct one. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I'll even show you the note so you can know which one was the correct one. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I'm not going to be funny with you because I promised you I didn't do that whenever I basically gave you both synopsis mm-hmm. for yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Bangkok Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so which one which one do you think it was? So here's my here's my thing. I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Yes. The movie that you need to figure out yeah. is well, okay. So the, City so of the three movies, correct me if I'm wrong. The three movies are Wings of Desire, Michael and City of Angels. Yes. B, get that shit out of here. That's right, Michael. That's Michael. Starring, yeah. <laughs> starring, definitely not Nicolas Cage, John right, Travolta. Right. Now, which okay. one of them is a German yeah. art house? And film? so, my idea is that obviously you would go in chronological order. So, the A would be Wings of Desire. But you would know I would think that. <laughs> so, you would put the Nicolas Cage movie first and put the original at the bottom. You're still like hated. Make your choice. <laughs> I'm going to say A, and I'm going to know that I'm definitely going to lose. <sighs> you know what? <laughs> if You'll it, never let me get one. You'll never you let me get one. what I should have done? What I should do is just tell you that you're wrong. And then, you know, when you're like, well, how was I wrong? It's just like, well, that's easy. Both of them were just wings of desire. <laughs> But guess what, Hayden? You outsmarted me. Yes, I, I, I figured you would expect <laughs> the first one to be Wings of Desire if you were familiar ah! with it. So yeah, I think you're giving. I think you're giving me this one. No, Hayden, Hayden, I told you, I told you, and and like you can look there. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can see. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess I'm finally on to you, and it's paying off. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? I um. You know, I got. I you know, I guess I guess I got too I got too clever for my own good. Uh, next time you throw Eric Bonner's Deadfall in there, like you did last time. <laughs> I wasn't last time. Oh, Hayden, was- let me give you the names. <laughs> That'll make it easier. Hey, you had to know whenever I gave you the names, that wasn't going to make it. I thought different. you had forgotten. For some reason, I thought you had forgotten Deadfall. Because you've kept it pretty close to the vest. I did not know that you really knew of Deadfall. Because yeah. I mentioned Deadfall on one of the first episodes we recorded, and you were like, hmm. And you didn't let on. You didn't let on that you oh, even like... Yeah, because I didn't know it at that time. Um, I, I, oh, like, okay. I Like, I... I I knew of the I knew of the clips. I didn't know what movie it was from. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like if you showed me a picture of Nick Cage from that, I'd be like, oh yeah, I recognize that. See, Clay, yeah. I thought you were playing the long con like James Coburn. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I found out that there were two movies called Deadfall, yeah, and like they kind of could you and, could you could like mistake them for each other from the synopsis because yeah. they're both kind of crime thrillers i knew what i had to do and i knew what and, i had to do was be like i'm gonna give you the name and i remember that eric bonna deadfall at blockbuster i remember seeing that <laughs> but i had just erased it from my memory <sighs> but anyways yeah okay hayden it's time for our final segment where we discuss our next movie on the podcast our next episode um so uh we're going into our our next highest rated movie this is the third highest rated movie according to rotten tomatoes hey the 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 movie that we're about to to see has a 93 percent has a 93 percent on on rotten tomatoes and an audience score of 81 percent okay 
And just so you know, you little fucker, I'm going to cut out your vocal track. God damn so it. You don't That's even funny. get to guess. You motherfucker. I know, know what you were trying funny. to do. You know I know. Oh, you're, oh, you're funny. Yes, you are funny. But guess what? I have the editing powers. You won't win. All right. All right. Um, yeah, this is, this is pretty much considered a, uh, a, a classic. Uh, I think this is like one of the, the movies where, where Cage really tried to like solidify. So it's his... season of the witch, right? Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Season of the Witch. Uh, this is where he really tried to so, so, uh, solidify his his um, existence as the uh, California Klaus Kinski. Okay. Um, oh wow! This this rate this is rated this high. Yeah. And uh, let me Whew. see. Okay. I'm trying to find the director. I know what the movie is. Well, okay, fine. What is it? Face Off. <laughs> incorrect my friend you just said oh he's he did he did way more expressionistic like german influences before whoa 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 off. hold on is this vampire's kiss also incorrect that vampire's kiss hold on okay so you just said that this is the movie where he got to enact the california club it's one of the movies. It's one of the first movies where he really got to got to try. One of the where, earliest. Movies. Yeah, where he like really tried to like do. Dead of Night. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't um, actually. Oh, uh, directed by Norman. Oh God, I'm gonna fuck this up. Uh, N- Norman Jewison. Jewison. Norm McDonald. Norman Jewison. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of this guy. He so does have early a early performance of Nick Cage. Early. Yes. Uh he uh the the director has a 100% rated movie and a 0% rated movie. Maybe he should be our next person we do so for. So we our... just jump to director next. Yeah. Uh the movie came out in 1987, probably one of the first big like roles for Cage, I would say. Like this is this is huge for him. And he's crazy in it. I wouldn't say it's he's crazy, but it's Well then definitely... your descriptor is all wrong, Clay. You said it was he was the this solidified him as the California I said it's where case. he tried. Like it's 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 where um it's where he's like going very hard for like German expressionism. And a nineteen eighty seven film by Norm MacDonald. Yes. Um, okay, I might have been misinterpreting what Cage meant by the California Klaus Kinski a little bit, but you it's definitely Klaus Kinski is right. I just looked it up. Yeah, I just figured it out. But um, what did you think he meant by that? I thought he meant like classic, like German expressionist. No, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm wrong. Okay, so this is de- this is where he really Do like not cut of- that out. Uh, in 1987, one of the first big roles for Cage. Uh, lead? Uh, yeah, no, he is a lead in this. Have I heard of the movie? I'm pretty sure. It's like one of his, it's like his biggest early role. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is oh, like... Oh, was this, uh... Okay, big dramatic role? Maybe, maybe won an Oscar for it? That's way too late, like... I that, can't remember that... what year that... I can't remember what year that... Leaving Las Vegas was. is like early 90s sorry bud it's okay i really didn't want i don't i don't care to watch that movie but i know but we are gonna have to i know god early role for cage lead 
classic German expressionism. Yeah, so this is like this is definitely where he's starting to like leave method acting and try to go for like a more expressionistic style. Got nothing. You got to give me another uh, clue. Another clue. All right. Um so maybe a clue about one of the co-stars. Yeah, so his 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 main co-star uh she's a real powerhouse. Oh god, like, is this Moonstruck? It's Moonstruck. Always wanted to see Moonstruck. Yeah, I do too. Especially after uh, I, I I showed you the video over the week, the the Nick Cage goes over his like iconic roles for GQ. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I saw him talk about Moonstruck, I was just like, oh, I always just thought that was a share romantic comedy. I didn't realize Nick Cage was in it and is making some goddamn choices. You want to know something, Clay? What's that? You want? Do you want to guess somebody else who I love? Uh, who else do you love? I love Cher. I do. You know what? Yeah, I love. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say I love Cher too. Let's do like, Cher next. <laughs> Does Cher have enough movies that we could do? Yeah, we could watch Mamma Mia too, <laughs> and then we could watch uh, Witches of Eastwick, and then Mamma Mia. She's and not then in Moonstruck. the first. Ma- she's not oh, in the first. Not? Mama oh, Mia. okay. Yeah. We well, could watch Moonstruck we'll again. Watch which truck again. Got, gotta be and good. Then, and then, like, I think we're done. We could call it quits. Be nah, real quick. she's been others. She's been. In I know. Stuff. I'm looking her up. Clay, she has been in 55 movies. She's been in Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Moonstruck, The Player, Burlesque, Witches of Eastwick, Mermaids. Oh, that'd be good. The Zookeeper, oh, and God. the list goes on and on. We're not doing share next. We could watch Mask. Oh God, we're definitely not watching share movies. <laughs> you can't make me do it. Not the Mask, Clay. I Meow, would be, brah, brah. I would be happy to watch the Mask again. Yeah, that's a good. So one. what I'm saying is, is let's do, let's do, uh, let's let's do Jim Carrey next. No. Uh, you know what would have been funnier? I should have said let's do Cameron Diaz. That would have been the funnier, <laughs> like. That's how you get to the mask, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> right. That would have been funny. Nah, man, she's been in some clunkers. I mean, I guess everybody has. We're literally <laughs> saying, covering Nick Cage right now. Are you saying Nick Cage hasn't? Yeah. We've watched two of them, and we never would have watched these movies if it wasn't for this podcast. That's true. I yeah. probably never would have watched Red Rock West, and that was a good movie. That's true. That was a great movie, and we never would have watched movie. it if it wasn't for this podcast. Well, I'm excited for Moonstruck. I've never yeah. seen it. Kind of always wanted to. Yeah, me neither. So Looking forward to share. Yeah. Okay, Hayden. Um, we're pretty much at the end of our podcast. Uh, I really, I think we did a good job. We went through this one pretty quickly. You know, Succinct. Dude. Yeah, yeah. We need Succinct. to try to do this from now on. Yeah, get, I agree. Get it under an hour, like get it under three hours. We got to we <laughs> got to get a yeah. tight two and a half hours for each episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So hey, now I want to go ahead and start off with uh, with uh, uh, my plugs. Um, first off, as always, you can find me at the underscore red underscore clay on Twitter, um, and also our uh, theme songs and our music is uh, written and performed by our good friend Shoes Robinson. Find him on uh, Twitter and SoundCloud. Uh, he's got a new album coming out soon, uh, so I'll make sure to have a link for that whenever whenever it does drop. Uh, he's got some good music. You should go check it out. Nice. What about you, Hayden? Uh, I have, like I mentioned before, I have 
a story available in um, Roadkill Volume 5 from Hellbound Books. Uh, pretty good, if I don't say so myself. I've got my 10th uh, horror short story coming out soon, um, and I'll update on that whenever I get more information on that. And I've been guesting on a few podcasts uh, for my friend Jenna's podcast called Scream Service. It's a good horror podcast if you're interested in that. Uh, Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Clay, this was a good one. Do you want? Do you have anything you want to like leave us with? Well, here's to Sam fucking Peckinpah. Poif. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night.